0: Hi, everyone. I am in a 18th century small graveyard sitting under a tree. I've got a a mic rigged up with a stick that's working pretty conveniently. Um, And I'm very comfortably sitting on the ground against a tree. And what else is going right? There was a guy kind of walking around here for a while and I've been sitting and waiting for him to leave, and he's officially gone. So I feel a little bit, le- little bit less weird about talking to myself, even though it's still pretty weird. Um, but this podcast episode is called "What I Wish They Knew About Us," which I will tell you. And I was sitting here earlier, kind of talking and and starting to record and. I realized that I was doing something <laughs> that we all can tend to do, which is commiserate about what we've been through, how hard it's been, um, a woe is me sort of situation that no one really likes to listen to except maybe your mother. Um, and she also could be lying about that. <sighs> but I realized, you know, it's, it's really not that interesting of a story, to just talk about suffering, without telling you what's in it for you. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try to make this as, as cheerful and pleasant as possible. But I also feel some sort of responsibility to disclose what I have experienced this year, because. I don't mean to sound dark, but there were there was a week that I thought that I was going to die. And um, I'm not being dramatic. <laughs> and in that week, I remember uh, sort of overcoming the situation that was afflicting me to the point where I could, like, function. And all I wanted to do in that moment was literally... It was, was message my friends on Instagram and tell them that I loved them, and the other thought I had was I'm gonna do my podcast which which maybe uh i don't I don't think of this podcast or myself as a big deal, but um the man's back, but I feel like it's just something important I have to do if it's only for me or only for that one person who maybe has to experience this thing that I'm going to tell you about and and for their sake knowing that there is a way to move through it um and so yeah that that's what we're going to talk about today I'm excited to talk about it. it it feels weird I used to be one of those people who could not articulate their feelings or experiences very well and I was a pretty stoic person, so it makes me even laugh a little bit that I'm, that I'm sitting in a graveyard park talking to myself on a stick microphone, um, and to whoever else listens to this, but it also makes me really, really, really excited because the thing that has gotten me through this experience, this vague experience that I'm being so weird about right now, is is seeing other people that have come out on the other side. And so, even though I'm not totally there yet, I know that it's an important thing for me to do, if not just for myself. So, um, yeah. Do you hear these birds? They're so beautiful. Part of me just wants to stop talking so you can listen. That also might be weird. Anyways, where was I? Okay, so this time last year, I think where we left off in this podcast, if you've listened to it before, I was building out a van. um, And my plan was to, to travel in it and live a really different lifestyle than I had been living. And to meet people and to hopefully get to interview them and talk to them and and have these conversations with people on this podcast which having talking to people is my favorite thing in the entire world um but my life turned into something really really different this year and i also think that it's maybe even more of an interesting thing to talk about again not because i'm special But because when you experience something um, profoundly difficult or when you walk through your biggest fears um, the man is just pacing it's really irritating but I guess this is not my park so I can't complain Um, but when you walk through your biggest fears and and you realize that you can live through them and that you're going to be okay. It's really the most freeing thing in the world. And and I will say that the the really freeing thing about your entire life falling apart is realizing that you never had any control of it in the first place. <laughs> Which is just so great. Aren't you so glad that you don't have any control of your life? You'd screw it up, you know? There's so many great things in store for us that we don't even know about, and and the only way they're going to happen is if we just let them unfold, and that's just the best news to me, you know? You can sleep at night. You can, yeah, it's just great. Um, so anyways, I was supposed to be in a van that didn't work out, um, It kind of fell apart in the really extravagant dramatic way basically I, I spent all my money and bought this fan and whatever bought all the equipment I actually luckily hadn't really built that much out so far um I'd done the electrical work or a friend of mine did the electrical work for me and so I'm I'm getting ready to drive to Colorado and I take it in to get an inspection and a final checkover I'd taken it to a mechanic before to check it out, but this was just, you know, kind of the final thing before I could get on the road and and really see America. So I take it in for the inspection, and I go on to get it, and and the guy says, honey, this, I have bad news. And he says, I would not drive this car home if I were you, which was, you know, a little shocking. Um, And then he went on to explain that basically this car was a piece of trash, and there were more things wrong with it than there were right and it would be pretty foolish to fix it because the cost of the repairs was more the value of the vehicle um, so I kind of absorbed this all you know in sort of a state of shock um, but you know it was okay um, it was rough since that was my house and my plan and I'd moved out of my apartment and moved in with my parents and and, and spent all this money but you know you, you just got to roll with it. Sometimes plans change. And what you thought you wanted wasn't really what you wanted at all. And you have to learn that the hard way. Um, so that happened. I have a lot of experience on how not to build out a van. Maybe I'll make a... That's another episode. Because there are a lot of, you know, stories about people with great van experiences and how they build them out. But mine was special. <laughs> Um, but then the part of this year that, you know, was, was a little harder to roll with was, um, my health. And I've had health things that are, you know, fairly serious for six years. Um, and I've had some pretty unconventional traumatizing and ineffective treatments like getting my intestines rerouted and, um getting locked in a psych ward for the summer, which are other episodes that I'll make too, um, that I have some controversial opinions on, but this was different. I'd kind of figured out how to learn with that pain, the unresolved pain that I had. Um, but this time my illness presented in a different way. I started having allergic reactions at first to like a few things um eventually to everything and when I say allergic reaction I mean like your throat itching and swelling which is a lot harder to get through than like your stomach hurting or like getting a rash or I don't mean to downplay those but there's something very viscerally anxiety provoking about the place where, like, your life source comes from—your breath—starting to to itch and swell and have an allergic reaction. Um, so that started to happen to literally everything I ate, and I also started not being able to swallow. Um, and it got to the point where I could only I could only have liquids. Um, so, anyways, all this is happening. We're trying to figure out what's causing it. We think as there are many uh, niche health things on the internet these days, we thought it might be mold, Um, and we got our house tested for mold since it had started when I moved in with my parents to build out this van. And lo and behold, it had quite a lot of mold. But is mold even a real thing? That's that's my question, because I feel like in every single house I've tested, it says there's mold. So anyways, that's kind of a, a subject I have chosen to maybe not worry about for the rest of my life. But anyways, I moved houses. I moved across the state to live with my grandparents. I didn't really bring anything with me. Um, and I had to figure out how I was going to survive because I couldn't, it, you know, it progresses to the point where I can't swallow anything. I'm allergic to everything. I also have the esophagus pain and the stomach pain. So between all those, juggling those three variables, it's very hard to figure out how to to live. Um, Which maybe it makes sense to you now. When I say I thought I was going to die, this is why. And also, it's very there's something very um, significant about illness in that area of your body and your chest and your throat and your airways that that is connected to to your breathing um which is really the one thing that you'll die the quickest without um so so in all of this um I've really I feel like I've learned a lot I feel like when something like that happens to you it's terrible when you're in it and you don't really know what steps to take next. That's how I would most describe the anxiety. Once I started to kind of dig into the anxiety, I felt, because also during this, I feel like I was kind of in a constant state of panic. Um, But when I look back and I examine and explore that panic and the source of it, because I don't feel that anymore. I actually feel really calm, even though... I am you know still in in the middle of this in in a lot of ways Um, when I look back at that panic what's interesting is that it was only present when I wasn't listening to my body and it was almost like the panic was this little message nagging me and yelling and trying to call my attention to it so that I would change or take a different path or make a new situation Um, Or, or, um, you know, do something differently. So maybe next time that you feel that anxiety or sense of panic in your life. I know I will do this for the rest of my life. But take that time to really look inside yourself and ask yourself what it's telling you. Because for me, it's so obvious when I look back that it was calling my attention to my body um, and to take some different path that I wasn't taking because for so long through all of this obviously you go to doctors you see people you get people's advice and I was getting so much advice and I was spending a lot of money um, seeing different doctors and they would give me these different protocols or this different advice which is usually just to kind of do the opposite of what I was doing um, and I would do it and I would get so much worse and it would, it would just, you know, devastate me and I would have this constant panicked feeling. But once I started to really listen to my body and only do what I felt was right for my body, not only did I start to feel better, um, but also the anxiety and the panic completely went away. So. I think that's really interesting and that's something that I'm really excited to think about more and observe in my life and and use as a tool as I move forward because, yeah, no one ever told me that. (laughs) So, and now I'm at a point um, that I have been doing that. I have been listening to my body and and following what works and um, going from going to the doctor and being really discouraged when they tell you like no you can't get over allergies and no we don't know why they happen and and no like you're just gonna have to avoid these foods for the rest of your life to eating a lot of the things that I was allergic to and being fine um and (laughs) going to the doctor and I think I just kind of realized that and I'm not endorsing not going to the doctor because it's important to go to the doctor but I also think that when the doctor is not working for you um, there is an amazing innate intelligence that we have that we can tune into of of what is right to do for our body and it starts with little things like what makes you feel good it, it doesn't have to be some grand revelation where you like do mushrooms or you have a dream or you wake up one morning and you just like suddenly know an exact, exact plan of everything to do that's not really how anything works but it's just a matter or at least of what I've been doing with my own body of just kind of doing the next right thing and following those little tiny bits that make you feel better And eventually, all of those little decisions and all of those little steps culminate to creating a body that you can really listen to and really feel good in, um, and a body that can really heal. Our bodies are amazing. um, Amazing things, miracles, can happen and do happen all of the time. And I'm just amazed that I could go from literally being having an allergic reaction constantly for no apparent reason to like everything I ate not being able to swallow to today eating things that I had pretty strong allergic reactions to a few months ago and like I swallowed a lot of things today that were not liquid which is amazing for me maybe not for you if for you I would like you to take the next 24 hours to be really grateful for eating because eating is the best thing in the world and um I honestly think my love for eating and my very strong appetite are what have kept me alive because I am just not one of those people who can forget about eating or like skip a meal I love eating even in all of this I I haven't skipped a meal maybe like there were a couple days where I couldn't eat anything because I literally couldn't swallow but um Eating is such a gift. It's so amazing that we get to eat every day and and just like it's like the it's like a I, I don't even know. It's amazing to think about. It's like you take these things and they give your body life and allow it to grow. And if you're ever someone who has struggled with, um I don't know, body image or an eating disorder or your weight or whatever i think probably everyone in the entire world has dealt with some sort of negative thought about how their body looks at least once in their life um when when something like this happens to you you get to have this whole newfound appreciation of the miracle see the ducks or know what i'm talking about of the miracle that your body is and what it can do for you. I had this moment um, as this was all happening a couple of months ago, and I'm in a better place now. But a couple of months ago, when it was at really its worst, um, there was a day where the allergic reactions were so bad um, and the pain was so bad, and I couldn't swallow anything. That I I literally all I could eat that day was I think like one bite of yogurt. Um, And I remember standing in front of the mirror and looking at my body and, and just being so thankful that I had gained weight this year. (laughs) Um, the man is back. Goodness. Um, I think we're gonna have to take a little pause for a second. All right, guys, so I just had a really interesting conversation with the man, um, you know, he could also be waiting for me to leave too. So who am I to, to be annoyed? But uh, he's doing—he's waiting for his friends to come so they can do a paranormal investigation. Which will be interesting to watch. It might stick around. Anyways, oh, so back to the mirror. I was looking at myself in the mirror and just feeling so grateful for gaining weight. Which is something I never thought I'd say. I've always been someone who is... Uh, like kind of self-conscious about that and isn't really happy when I gain weight but looking at my body and knowing like I can't get any food into my body and I'm so grateful that my body had the intelligence to <laughs> to hold on to extra fuel for this time it's just so amazing it makes me want to cry um so our bodies are just so amazing and it's such a gift that, that we can feed them and, and that we have the ability to listen to them um, and to tune into what they want and to give them that. And, and it's really, really, really empowering when you can realize that and tune into that because then you kind of realize that no one can take that power away from you and you always have, no matter what is happening in your body and no matter... What is going on with your health? You always have some degree of autonomy when it comes to that, and and that's such a gift, especially when amazing modern medicine cannot help you, and you spend your time in the doctor's office talking to the doctors about their family's health problems. That happens to me all the time, um, <laughs> especially now because usually someone just looks at me and they say, either you're fascinating or you're crazy or um i don't know what to do with you or, or some combination of those um yeah it's really it's really a gift and it's something that i'm i'm so grateful for and i'm i have just seen the fruit of in amazing ways The the amazing yeah anyways we don't have to talk about the specifics of my health anymore because I think that kind of takes away from the point but what I am trying to say is that when things don't work out maybe it's not always a bad thing and maybe being able to kind of live out and live through your greatest fears for me my greatest fear is being allergic to everything knock on wood um, when you go through them you don't have to be afraid of them anymore and and you can live your life with this joy and freedom and <laughs> of realizing that it doesn't matter because you don't have control anyways <laughs> and it just makes me laugh because it's so freeing um i was i was on a date with this guy a couple of months ago and he he kept bringing up like these things that I had really specific niche knowledge about, um, like pet allergies and building out vans and medical debt. Um, and I didn't really want to talk about any of these things, but since I would kind of figured them out and, and overcome them and been through them, I gave him all this random advice about how to do all of these things. And, and he looked at me at the end of the date and he said, wow, you've really had a lot of things not work out kind of in pity. Um, and I felt kind of sad when he said that, but then when I started to think about it and when I think about what I've just told you in in the past year and the grandest year of quote unquote failure, although I would never call it that of my life. Um, it's really the best way to learn anything. You learn so much when you get when you fall really grandly, and you have to figure out how to get out of that hole. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Um, so, anyways, I guess that's what I wish people knew about us, about being a person in the world. Is that it's not really... Well, first of all, you don't have control of anything. <laughs> not that you shouldn't try. But just realizing that for me, um, I wake up every morning and and something that helps me a lot is to... Faith is really important to me. Um, and I think that you can harness that and, and get in touch with that, whatever that means for you. But I think that's really the essence of faith is recognizing or realizing or believing, maybe is a better word, that there is something divine about and in all of us that is working for our greatest good and that we don't have to worry about constantly striving and pushing and doing everything right because in the end that just makes us really tired Um, and it also really really deafens the whole point of it all and what's really happening and what's going on around us and what we should be tuning into and who we're supposed to be because I think sometimes we have these ideas of who we want to be who we think we are what we think we want to do but really all of that is just a big mess and a whole lot of noise in the face of the most beautiful and elegant design that was meant for us. Um, and yeah that's what I wish more people knew I wish well no I don't want to change anything but I feel like I spent most of my life as a control freak and a perfectionist and a really hard worker and not that all of those things aren't really good um, and there isn't fruit that comes from them but I don't think that's really the point of being human Um, so yeah There are a lot of other things I wish that that people knew. Um, And there are a lot of things that you know that you probably wish other people knew. But that's the the point, I think, of talking about our experiences and being vulnerable and and sharing what we've been through, even if it's been really painful. And I know as I've talked about all these things today, I've said them very tongue-in-cheek, and I've laughed about them because that's what I do when I'm sad or (laughs) when I'm being vulnerable. Or um, it's easier for me to laugh about things because it makes them seem less serious and painful. But that's just something weird about me that maybe won't be true forever. Uh, As I get more comfortable being miserable. Just kidding, I don't want to get more comfortable being miserable. But um, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe Maybe it's good to laugh at what you're struggling with because it gives it a lightness and it 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 doesn't make it so heavy and maybe it's part of realizing that you don't have really control of any of it because yeah that was never the point um so this is another thing I want to say about suffering and living your worst nightmares and being miserable and um and just wishing that it was all over is that when you suffer a lot it changes your ability and you've suffered everyone's suffered i'm not special in this but when you kind of lean into that and it makes you really human it's almost like that story of the velveteen rabbit you know where he um i can't even remember but in the end when he's all old and worn and uh and ragged it's what makes him real um and that sounds so cheesy but there are a couple of times in my life where I have felt really unexpectedly and surprisingly profoundly connected to people. One of them was when I was in a psych ward for the summer, which I'm going to make an episode about because it's a really interesting story. Um, I remember just thinking, and I think, um, Glennon Doyle has a line about this in one of her books. She talks about the first time she went to an AA meeting was the first time that she met people who were honest. Um, and by honest, I don't mean they weren't liars but or better than other people, but that they were just, they knew that they had screwed up and they were talking about it. And I felt that way when I spent my summer in a psych ward. There were all these people that you knew they had problems because you knew their diagnoses and you had to talk in group therapy and, and watch them, you know, do these really hard things that you're presented with when you're in a psych ward for the summer. Um, but boy, does it make you really close to people really fast when all of your <laughs> insecurities and vulnerabilities are thrown out into the open. And it happened to me another time when I was working at a women's shelter. Um, and I would I was planting a garden and I would go over there every week and water the garden. And I would talk to the women and I just felt this like instantaneous closeness with them because... They would tell me why they were there and and the events that had happened in their lives that had led them to be homeless um, and it led them to be living here. And it was just so... And while I'm really lucky and I have a really good family and I'm I'm really supported and even though these kind of difficult, devastating things have happened to me with my money and my health... um, i haven't been in that position which i'm so grateful for but it was just so refreshing for me to talk to people whose whose lives had kind of blown up um and i felt so close to them and and i think that's really just such a gift of suffering as you realize how much the same we all are because even if we have different experiences and different packages on the outside we uh, we're vulnerable to these things and they break us open and connect us to each other. And the relationships that I have now are so much more alive and fulfilling and close than I've ever imagined having in my life. And that's another thing I wish you knew. See, there's so many things I wish I could tell everyone about about being person especially after this year and uh that's why I'm recording this and making this podcast because even though I feel kind of stupid doing it and I feel um <laughs> like who do I think I am telling people my opinions and experiences on the internet because we all know that we need more of that in the world I also feel this responsibility to maybe the one person who's listening to this Who's was I don't know maybe they they buy a van and it blows up or they uh become allergic to everything and think that they're going to have to live the rest of their lives on a feeding tube um and then they hear me talk about this in a sarcastic flippant way and they feel you know maybe one percent better about being alive um that's why I want to make this and it's also really fun for me to (laughs) to uh, process my feelings to this stick microphone while a man walks around searching for paranormal activity and a uh, single redbud tree um Anyways, I think the powerful part of of speaking about your experience, whatever that is, is that when you name something, there's something really, really profound about giving a name to an experience, Um, not only for you, but for other people. I've had so many times where I have heard someone articulate something in their life, an event, a devastation, love whatever you throw in any word um and then their realizations and their awareness and the words that they give to that experience infuses my experience with it it makes me understand myself and i think that's really really powerful and um i guess what i i want you to know (laughs) about us is that suffering and really grand failures become much better and much more tolerable when you see them as either really funny (laughs) or um as grand redirections because like i said before the the painful part of it is dying you're not really nothing in your life is is falling apart um let me say that another way what you thought you wanted and who you thought you were is falling apart and with health i know that's kind of a bold thing to say but hear me out Um, but once you kind of let go of what you thought you wanted or who you thought you were how you thought your life was going to be it's not as bad and it gives you a new energy to walk through whatever you're experiencing with a new calmness a new faith because instead of reaching this goal that you thought you had pictured you're walking along the road to figure out what that is and what's coming and who you are. And that's so freeing and so wonderful. And yeah, you can just kind of take a deep breath if that's the reality, you know? Um, So is there anything else I want to tell you that I uh, I want you to know? I think the last thing I'll leave you with um, before this paranormal investigation starts and I need to leave the cemetery um, is something I, something really powerful that, that I experienced along this uh, miserable journey of <laughs> being allergic to everything not being able to swallow and being in pain all the time I had to get this really specific test done called an esophageal manometry which I would not recommend by choice. (laughs) I chose to do it I will never choose to do it again but basically this test involves it measures the muscular function of your esophagus so basically your ability to swallow and uh, muscular contractions and everything that happens when you ingest something and let it go down into your stomach Um, but what it involves basically is the nurse shoves like this ringed metal tube down your nose and through your sinus cavity and into your throat. Um, and, and that's like pretty painful, but that's not really the bad part. The bad part is that you've got this thing in your throat and you feel like you're going to choke. Um, so your natural sort of reaction and reflex is to cough or swallow. But the kicker is that you can neither cough or swallow. Well, you can, but if you want the test to be over in 10 to 15 minutes instead of like an hour, you cannot do these things because every time you cough or you swallow, it restarts. Um, And so what you're doing through this test, this experience, is you're taking sips of salt water at timed intervals so they can measure the muscular function and the contractions in your esophagus as you swallow. Um, And whatever, maybe this sounds very weird, doesn't make a lot of sense, but... When, when all this is happening, when you feel like you're choking, when you want to swallow, when when you're... Uh, honestly, I was, like, crying and, like, panicking when all of this was happening because it sucks. It's just so painful and so miserable and, yeah. Um, you're panicking. Your your heart's just pounding, 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 beating out of your chest. You're trying to hold your arm down so you don't rip the tube out of your nose. Um, and the nurse is looking at you with a lot of pity. And And at some point during this test, I realized, like... There's no way, the only way that I can get through this is to just breathe and and to literally do it and to stop thinking about it so much and stop wondering when it's going to be over and stop counting what sip I'm on and all I can do, literally the only thing I can do if I want this test to be over and for it to go smoothly is just to breathe um, and I feel like now... Not only did I walk out of that experience realizing I could take myself from panicking to feeling like I would just gotten a massage um, even though I was under a lot of in a lot of pain but I also feel like that's a lesson I'm going to remember for the rest of my life if I haven't said this enough <laughs> is that sometimes you just have to go through something and the only thing the 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 most pleasant way for all of us everyone involved is just to surrender to it and to breathe through it. Breathing is amazing. Um, So powerful. And to just realize that you kind of sometimes, not sometimes, you always have to surrender to some degree and relax as much as possible no matter what's going on. And that's really like... I feel like that is the superpower secret to life is that if you can kind of stay relaxed and 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 breathe through things even when they're incredibly difficult i know we've all experienced some degree of suffering and difficulty in the past few years with everything that's happened in the world and in our families and in our lives there have been horrible things that have happened and and changes in the world that we've all been affected by um but yeah you don't have any control you do. You do have some control, and it's important to be healthy and to make good choices, and we all know those things. I, I don't need to talk about that here. But, yeah. that's. Those are all the things that I can think of right now that I wish they knew about us, That they. that I wish that you knew about being a person. And I look forward to <laughs> hearing from all the people that I will inevitably talk to this week because you're always learning new things from people when you listen to them and you take the time to uh, shut up and not talk and, and hear what other people are telling you because it's usually really, really amazing and profound um, that we all have sorry, there's a woodpecker it scared me for a second we all have these things that we go through that we have the opportunity to share with other people and wisdom to to give them about our experience to make them feel better about what they're going through because i'm not unique in the fact that i have suffered in my life um and you aren't either and that can either be something that we're really ashamed of and that we hide from the world or that we think is broken or wrong with us or it can ultimately be the the thing that connects us to other people the most so Anyways, that's all I have to say today, and uh, stay tuned for more. I want to talk about a lot of things, some controversial experiences um, and opinions I have about them, and I also want to interview a lot of people. So, (laughs) you know why? Because I love it. I love talking to people. I love interviewing people. It's the thing in my life that makes me the most happy, besides eating. And yeah, I'm going to leave so this guy can start his investigation. Bye.